Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. Melissa, how are you? We, we, I'm we doing just fine got done today. recording another podcast. <laughs> well, right, I kind of already know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I ate a small salad between that podcast and this podcast. So that's the only news. Wow. So interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> I did not do a whole bunch before uh, this podcast, besides just sit here and wait. So, uh, yeah, we are here this week to talk about James Bond, No Time to Die. We are going to do a full spoiler cast on this one. Uh, we'll give our spoiler-free thoughts here at, at the start, but uh, stick around. You'll get the full spoiler treatment, all of that stuff. Melissa, you are kind of our resident James Bond fan here at yes. the at the whatnots. Uh, what what just where are you in the like James Bond <laughs> f fandom? What does that mean that you are a, a a fan of James Bond? What does that mean for you? Okay, so I didn't grow up with James Bond necessarily. Like I grew up in the nineties. Like I saw all the commercials for all the Pierce Brosnan movies. Uh, right. I was well, well acquainted with Mr. Austin Powers. And uh, sometimes I'd see the other ones on TV. My dad wasn't a Bond dad. He was a Western dad. That's a different class of dad. See, I got into both it. Both of those boxes. <laughs> Westerns, check. Bond, check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got into it in my mid-20s because I, uh, I love a podcaster named Matt Gorley. And he started doing a show called James Bonding. Uh, it's, it's even another comedian talking about just all the all the Bond movies. And, you know, there aren't that many of them. They started this before Spectre. So there were only 23. So they talked about all of them. And then they're like. Oh, we can talk about all of them again, I guess, to just sort of fill episode space. There's more to say. We'll have different guests on. And so I just learned a lot about this franchise secondhand because I like to hear them describe okay. the movies to me. And then I thought, well, I'll see these new ones. So I thought I. Watched all the Daniel Craig ones. I really liked them. The first movie I got to see in theaters was Spectre. And I, nice. there's another James Bond podcast I live and love to listen to called Spectre, a special podcast exclusively for comedy, talking, revenge, and extortion. As you know, co hosted by like a, a friend of a friend. So I got to be on one episode of that. I got to talk about Moonraker. So I've slowly like built out my, my uh, knowledge of Bond. I haven't watched all of the, uh, pre-Daniel movies yet I've still I'm like halfway there uh and No Time to Die has been something I've been really excited for because I've I've liked this arc of the Bond movies I knew this was going to yeah. be the final one for this actor they were going to sort of wrap things up and I was so excited by all these other new actors they brought in and the director and the premise sounded exciting and I've just been so jazzed for this Especially after Good. it took a year and a half. It was delayed so much. Yeah. For we'll, so many we'll reasons. That and, and I Yeah, and during quarantine, I would just drive to my favorite movie theater just to look at the outside of the building and see if the No Time to Die poster with the old <laughs> like April twenty twenty release date. See if that was still up there. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I should ask for one of those old dated posters. I take yeah. either. I'll take one with like all three release dates it's had, please. It's had like, <laughs> I think they've slapped it's had like five. Five release dates. 
So, so I think after this is it was what like I was mentioning yeah. uh, that it it's it was originally supposed to come out in 2019. Uh, mm. you know, it was the initial just like, hey, at the end of 2019, then it got delayed to February 2020 and then was delayed to April 2020. Um, and then, of course, in March is when COVID hit. So these are like this is when the like actual delays started happening that we started taking notes. But there were actually two smaller delays. Yeah, this is a movie. COVID. Yeah, the, I think the April 2020 was the first like official like day and date release date I'd heard of. And then it was pushed to November and then, and then April and then, and then back to October again here where we are now. Um, yeah. yeah, this was a movie that had a long genesis process. I think it had another script and another director originally. It changed, hand, changed uh-huh. hands a lot until it got to the, the script we've now you know, with some writing by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And I think for the other writers, I think Purvis and Wade back on this one and then directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Yeah, um, let me look up here. Screenplay by Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, Carrie jo- Joji Fukunaga, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So yeah, yes. you nailed it there. Nailed it with all of that stuff. Yeah, I I kind of grew up with Bond in my household, mm. right? My my dad was a James Bond fan. Uh, I love video games, so I played a lot of James Bond 007 on the N64. Uh, all of that stuff. So I I, I had seen odds and ends i had seen dr no i had seen thunderball i had seen bits of uh you know this one there and bits of that one there i saw goldeneye uh when when pierce brosnan uh started all of his his stuff and then the next one after that is uh whatever that one was it's either tomorrow never dies or the world is not enough i forget which one is which and then of course Die another day closes out the Brosnan era. Yeah, so I, I I had seen most, if not all, of those. They were, except for Goldeneye, simply because of the video game. Those ones were never really memorable mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Uh, but then I remember when Daniel Craig t- took over, and man, I I want to say I was in middle school when Casino Royale came out. Or it high came school. out in two thousand six, I think. So sixteen, I, I was I was in high school then. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is yeah when that came out. But like, just th- to think back now that I am now thirty years old, almost thirty one, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it just like he he's just getting done with that, and they've they they've done five films now. It's kind of wild uh, to see yeah, how, he- how far this has come. I think uh, Connery and Moore have done more movies that, than he has. But I think in terms of years, consecutive years, it might, it might be Daniel taking home the award for from 2006 to 2021. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's also safe to say that the, his series of films is uh, by far the most continuity. Yes. Heavy. There might be like one or yeah. two smaller things in older series and stuff like that but this one yeah it's just all one big giant 
story. But uh, I do have to mention that two years ago here on or uh, two years ago on the Whatnots Review Show, we watched yes. Dr. No, which is the yeah. very first James Bond film. Uh, so you guys can go check out our discussion on that if you would like. And then we also uh, did a Daniel C Craig James Bond like, hey, we should probably watch all of these before this mm. comes out in april 2020 uh we we <laughs> did those at the start of uh 2020 and um yeah we uh we did that at the start no, of 2020 uh, it, was, it started 2021 yeah well, delayed uh, okay our, yeah, yeah yeah our first episode uh, our first episodes of the year are typically like bigger episodes because we have more time to watch something longer over our like little christmas break that we take of a couple weeks so yeah, uh, 2020 started with the BBC series Sherlock, uh, another right, yeah. British literary hero. But yeah, 2021 started with uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and okay. Spectre. Yeah, so so we watched all of those. We have discussed them all. Uh, if you guys want to go check that out, it is up on the review show as well. Um, yeah, so we've we've discussed some Bond here at the Whatnots, but uh, this is the first one that we get to do like a spoiler cast for mm -hmm. uh, and and we get to uh, discuss it like the weekend it came out is kind of cool. <sighs> yes, kind of cool indeed. So uh, let me pull up these here, some little facts about all of this stuff. Uh, so Ooh. as of recording this. Um, according to Box Office Mojo, the film has grossed 56 uh, million uh, here in the United States. It has grossed uh, 257 million uh, internationally and 313 million worldwide. So it is Not doing bad. pretty good for itself. Yeah. Uh, and then. According to Rotten Tomatoes, right now it is sitting at an 84% on the tomato meter and an 88% in the audience score. So again, doing real well. Real well for I itself. would. I would put that higher. I'm going to say I loved Honestly, this movie. Yeah. This was so worth the wait for me i was very satisfied it is long it is it's two hours yeah. and 43 minutes long it doesn't feel quite that long but it is a hefty chunk of change to be spending in a movie theater so imagine that may knock some points off for some people yeah i i really enjoyed this film too mm. uh this is I, I i don't know if i would put it on the same par as like mission impossible fallout because when because Three years ago, we watched all the Mission yeah. Impossible films, and I was sitting there like, man, I wish I could have seen uh, Mission Impossible Fallout in theaters. That would have been a spectacle to see. Um, and this, I think, is real close, though. I, I don't know if I put it on the same par. I did get to see this in theaters. Yes. I, 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 I think I would have been okay if I had seen this from the comfort of my own home oh but i'm still i love good. to see this in a theater like just sitting there in oh, the dark I, I when they start too. playing the bond theme at the beginning amazing. that was so valuable sitting there at the end of the movie waiting for the text to scroll across the screen james bond will return i love that Avengers. i got to do this in <laughs> in in a big dark room 
It yeah. meant a lot to me. Yeah. No, I, I, I had a blast going to see this in theaters. I think this was a good ending to the saga. That is James. That 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 is Daniel Craig's James mm-hmm. Bond. I think this was fantastic. I loved it. Um, definitely recommend it. Definitely go check this out. Even if you don't really know uh much about the other James Bond stuff, I think mm-hmm. it works mostly and i think that is because it uses its two hours and 43 minutes very wisely i i never felt like the movie was slow or no it was just like oh why is this scene in here why are we still there it 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 kept my attention the entire time uh and it, it was a blast it was a blast to watch so yeah i was thinking like i think there's some things that would be helpful to know beforehand but i i was like if i have five minutes to like recap to somebody i'm going to see this movie with that five minutes will do it like (laughs) it doesn't take that much to really bring them up to speed on the key points that's what i did i just went to youtube and i think i found a video from ign uh that Mm. that was just like hey here's here's a i think well actually i think they did everything I think it was an older video, so I don't think it had Spectre in there yet. But it, it basically recapped, uh, you know, those first handful. And I was like, all right, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of all I need. Um, kind of need to know who Vesper is, but that's. Yeah. Basically, like, you need to know who Vesper is and then who. Um, God, what's what's her her I'm Madeline on the actress's name. Yeah. Uh, what's the actress? That or or Am. Her? You s- Leia Seydoux's yes, yes. character, Madeline Swan. You kind of need to know who she is. Yeah, um, yeah. This but, movie is um, it is a direct continuation off of Spectre, with some nods back to things that happen in in Casino Royale and the other ones. Yeah, but yeah, if 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 you don't know much going in, you'll be mostly fine. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I I enjoyed this a lot. I thought this was really good. The action was phenomenal. Um, I thought Rami Malek as the kind of Bond villain uh, did a great job. He he yeah. has like the like ah oh god like these are the kind of roles that I like to see Rami Malek in, where he can he can mm-hmm. be weird, right? Like he he is. Like we saw him in Mr. Robot, uh, which we discussed at length on the review show as well. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's offbeat. He's a weirdo. Uh, and I mean that in the <laughs> best way possible. Right, I yes, love it yeah. when he can like fit in those characters, because there was that one was that one HBO Max movie with it was with him, Denzel Washington. The little uh, things. And then, yeah, the little things. And he he plays a cop in that and he plays like a good guy. He just didn't fit. Um, I, I guess he's not really a good guy in, in that film. Kind of mild spoilers with that. But yeah, <laughs> just like I, I, I this role, this James Bond yeah. role that he has there's in a, this. There's was a lot of fun to be had here. Lots to there. do. I wish there, I wish we saw more of him, though. That that was yeah, maybe but- my only just like ah oh, man like i i want more of him cuz he's good the the cast in this movie is phenomenal there's uh people who return carries over everyone from the previous movies felix leiter comes back who's a a cia agent who's one of bond's allies who was in 
the first two movies and as a recurring character throughout Bond history. You know, I think almost every Bond has had a a Felix that they've run into. And uh, the movie adds a couple new characters who I also loved. I think my only qualms are like, yeah, I wish I just got to spend like 5% more time with various characters. Absolutely. Like nobody's like nobody's shortchanged, but I just love them so much. I wish I could get slightly more time with Money Penny. Just a couple, a little, little bit more from Money Penny. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, any other kind of spoiler-free thoughts that you wanted to to mention here? Oh, it's a great time. I, it's really fun. I think this movie packs an emotional punch, but it does also have laughs in it, like good, well-placed, well-toned laughs. And it's it harkens back to the kind of over-the-topness of, of former Bonds but not in a way that I think like wrecks the believability of it. I think it's, yep. it's, it's, it's so well measured in so many ways. Absolutely. I thought this film was phenomenal. Go check it out. Mm. Bond, James yes. Bond, no time to die. Uh, yeah, it was good. Very good. Um, with that though, we are going to take a quick break for our housekeeping and then we will be right back and we will start breaking the film down, discussing the plot, all that sort of stuff. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at the whatnots and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier and above. So thank you to Sam for supporting us. Thanks, Sam. For keeping the mics on and uh, funding this whole operation. (laughs) (laughs) Right? There you go. Thank you, Sam. We appreciate it a lot. Uh, Cool things that we have been doing here at the Whatnots. Uh, We have started, it's October when we are recording this, Mm -hmm. so we are in the middle of Horror Month on the Whatnots Review Show, uh, which is our book club style podcast. Uh, So we've covered so far a movie called Lake Mungo, uh, which is an Mm -hmm. Australian film shot like a documentary um, about a girl who died and all this supernatural stuff that happens to her family and the house that they live in after uh it's a good film sad film Mm -hmm. though 
Um, then we also just recorded our podcast on brand new cherry flavor, uh, which is a Netflix, uh, like limited series. So it's only yeah. one season. Uh, I think it's based off a novel of the same name. Uh, but that one was wild. I liked that one a lot and I'm not really a big horror fan. Mm -hmm. Um, but as I said on the show watching brand new cherry flavor felt like reading a ransom note because it's just yeah. like <laughs> letters cut out just just a whole collage of different horror genres mixed in this one thing it was good. Mm. it was a lot of yeah fun. It, um, and we use the term horror very loosely like our next episode is going to be on beetlejuice <laughs> yeah it's which classic, is a film many people horror. see when they're like eight years old yeah <laughs> in, indeed indeed um, but yeah, so you guys can go check all of that stuff out uh, and much, much more on our website, on our YouTube, on our podcasts, all of that stuff. Uh, but with that, let us get into spoilers. Here we are in spoiler mode. Um, okay, so let's start with where this film starts off uh like you said this is a direct continuation of the previous james bond film specter uh we see bond and madeline swan going off into the sunset onto their next adventure mm. uh to to go honeymoon somewhere i guess you can call it. they're they're just tra tra yeah. traveling the world and eating good food yeah and he's, stuff he's like left that. Stuff mi6 that I I behind do, right He's yeah. he's fully retired. He's like, I leave this behind. Don't talk to me about any more Blofeld nonsense. Who's right. going to run away with this lovely doctor? And the yeah. actual opening scene of the film is a flashback to Madeline's childhood. She told Bond that um, right. her, her father was a member of Spectre. He was up to all these shady dealings. And she's like, I knew where he kept the gun in the house. And then one day when somebody came for my family, I had to uh, sh shoot and kill a man. <laughs> I had to take it out and shoot him when I was just like 10 years old. And we see what that incident is where uh, it's a, it's a young Saffin who, who comes to her house because her, her father was involved in the killing of his entire family. He shows up, he kills the Dad's not there. Kills the mom, tries to kill Madeline. She shoots at him, thinks she kills him. And then he, he gets back up again. <laughs> And she runs That's... out onto like a frozen lake behind their house. That's wild. And she yeah. falls under the ice and Safin's like stalking over her and he shoots the ice and pulls her out. Like he decides in the end to to save her life. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> cut to modern day Madeline and modern day Bond. Right. And they're they're like, yeah, let's go celebrate all that stuff. But yeah, the uh, the scene with. Safin there, which is Rami Malek's character, mm. is an interesting one because she is dragging him out of the house yes. after she's shot him. She's dealing with a dead body. I, yeah, she's dealing with it. I wouldn't know what her plan was. Like, it was she gonna just like leave him out on the ice or maybe dump him somewhere? Like, it's unclear. But that was like, what is she doing? Like, what is her plan? She's just this like eight-year-old kid like trying to drag him out and he just <gasps> wakes up yeah. and she's just like oh shit <laughs> like i gotta run uh mm. so yeah uh wild stuff um 
But Bond is having trouble kind of moving on as we kind of knew he would. He's looking over his shoulder a bit, even though he says he's not. Um, mm. He thinks he's moved on from Vesper, uh, who was the woman he fell in love with in Casino Royale, or I guess at the end of, of that one. Um, and she had gotten tra- trapped in an elevator and drowned as it was sinking into the water all a whole b- 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 it was b- in a bunch of stuff yeah um but he he's having trouble it it seems like he's having trouble forgiving her for what she did because she had betrayed him at the last second yeah but we get a nice note that I think it's actually the opposite he he's having trouble forgiving himself for not saving her. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you? How did you like this whole opening sequence? And I, I, I guess finding out that note once once he finally gets to her grave, and that's the thing he said. Instead of like, "Hey, I forgive you," it's like, "Can can can you forgive me?" I've always appreciated how much follow through there is on the Vesper storyline. Like she is, uh, and not just a tryst. Like they truly fall in love that's the first time he tries to like yeah. run away with somebody they're sailing on a boat and he's got his sony vio laptop out typing dear mi6 i retire bye bond <laughs> had to send that like he... five t- times in his career <laughs> like, i'm retiring again send i'm I mean retiring this time. again for real this time <laughs> send. <laughs> can't fire me i retire and, and um, then the the fourth t- t- time he just sends the the Bernie meme once again. I am writing you to to say that I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I like how seriously the franchise takes Vesper, and I like that there was a nod to this in this movie where she was the previous love of his life before he met Madeline, and Madeline can tell that there's still a lot of baggage there, and she's like, I want you to close the book on this. And they're in this beautiful, like, Italian cliffside town where apparently, like, some of her family is from. And that's where she's buried. And Madeline tells Bond, go pay your final respects. If you do this, then I will tell you all these secrets that you can tell that I'm keeping. She's like, you close the book on your past. I'll open the book to you and we can, like, move forward through things together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I... I think it's a good start and especially in mm. spy genres this is always something that comes up right of just like how how yeah. much of your truth really is your truth how much are you actually mm. opening up or sharing uh with people and i think i i, I think that kind of plot thread in these james bond films really comes to a head here in in this one and i think they handle it expertly i i Mm. I liked what they did here with this and i it didn't feel forced to me right like i think we've got enough of these films where even though it's maybe been minor details throughout the films like we've gotten enough to understand like who the characters are what they're Mm. dealing with so on and so forth but yeah the thing that i really liked was this not twist that's not really the right word but this revelation that 
James Bond reveals that it's not that he can't forgive her, like his because he keeps saying like I've already forgiven her, but it's the fact that he can't forgive himself for not saving her. Uh, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that was nice. Like I I wasn't expecting that to be the 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 thing here. Um, Yeah, he goes to her grave and nice turn of events. Yeah, yeah, he goes to her grave and he just says, "I miss you." (laughs) <laughs> he burns a little note says forgive me yeah yeah which might yeah. have been something she asked of him towards the end of, in their final moments i'd have to watch casino royale again and see if that's a specific yeah. callback interesting yeah i i don't remember specifically um but yeah but uh almost immediately the action starts uh the the t- tomb explodes unfortunately uh kaboom the yeah uh and james bond is off to the races he's trying to track down the the people that have done this there's a car chase he immediately hops out of the way he's riding on motorcycles he's shooting guns are going off this is the action that you want and expect Uh, from james bond what a good opening set piece this whole city that they're filming in is beautiful so unique looking everything's on these really steep cliffs yeah mm-hmm. this all the action in this movie is very impressive and i'm somebody who i like superhero stories i like spy stories but just a lot of action action i don't i don't normally get into action movies that don't have another sub genre laid on top of them plain action i can't always do i sort of glaze over and i can't pay attention because it goes too long without anybody talking these are all dazzling. I liked so many of these. Yeah. Uh, and this whole this whole thing kind of culminates in Bond basically under the impression that it was Madeline Swan that set him up. Yes. Because that's the only person he's told. So like how how would he- Spectre know that he's out here? That he like he's at this grave. Oh, yeah, yeah, he goes t- to the time. grave. And he finds like a little business card with the Spectre logo on it. And then the thing right. blows up in his face. And one of the henchmen, then we've got like one minor henchman we stick through, stick with throughout this movie. He's Cyclops a guy who has like one false eye. Yeah. He, he calls him Cyclops. Um, he says like, why do you trust Madeline? Don't you know she's a daughter of Spectre? And this plants the idea in Bond's head after Vesper originally betrayed him that is Madeline betraying me too? Is she is the most likely person to have done this. Like it, it hurts for me to go accuse her, but accusing her makes sense to me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that whole scene kind of culminates in him uh, putting her on a train and being like, I won't ever see you again. We're done. Well, I think there's this great sequence where they're in his Aston Martin and they're being shot at by like all of these henchmen and the car is taking it. It's bulletproof, but only up to a certain limit. Like there's a guy, like the guy with a machine gun that keeps walking closer and closer to the car and the gra- glass is cl- cracking more and more and more. And Madeline's begging with Bond, like you have to stop this. And he, he sort of gives in at some moment and seems to believe like, okay, maybe this isn't you. <laughs> But yeah. I, I can't say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he um, puts her on a, a train to go away. And she's like, well, I ever hear from you. How will you let me know that you're safe? And he's like, I won't. 
you won't know if I'm safe. You're never going to hear from me again. That's how this has to be uh, to keep both of us safe from each other. Yeah, yeah. That that whole scene in the car uh, reminded me a lot of uh, Winter Soldier when yes! uh, Nick Fury is is trapped in, 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 in his car and they're shooting him. Uh, but yeah, it, the, the whole thing was a great scene, great way to start off all the action uh, for for this film. I liked it a lot. And then when the train departs, cut to black five years later. Well, then we get our opening. We, we get, get our opening credits. Opening credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which the the this is the new James Bond song that was released like a year ago, a year and a yeah. half ago ish. I don't know. Um, so it was it was interesting to uh, have heard that song a few times yeah. and then being like, all right, here we go, finally getting it on screen. Yeah. Very cool uh, I liked, sequence. I liked the sequence a lot, especially when the guns were spiraling and they would shoot and it made the DNA sequence yeah. brilliant. I loved it. My, I was just like, oh, my favorite great. part was all of the saffin masks that have like flowers and vines growing a body out of them. It reminded mm. me a lot of those plant people in Annihilation. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the opening credits. Um, not necessarily my favorite Bond song. I, I, I like it a lot, but it is very subdued. Uh, it is. Which, uh, yeah, so I mean, maybe more of an acquired taste for this one. Not as big, um, though it, it I, does crescendo at certain. Yeah, parts. I will say for me personally, it's hard to beat uh, Skyfall in terms of both the song and the visuals. But I also like this one quite a bit. This one was cool indeed. Uh, but yeah, then five years later is when the events of all of this next stuff starts. Uh, so to kind of get us rolling on that, uh, it seems like there is this new technology that MI6 is maybe working on off the books. Uh, it is yeah. a weapon of sorts that is meant to uh, to target specific people to their DNA. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. they're basically hoping that like, hey, instead of like wasting a bunch of human lives or money on bullets and more weapons, we can just make this one thing, kill the one person we need to and be done. Um, yeah. And it's something it seems like uh, it's called Project Heracles and they can like implant it in you and you can pass it from person to person using touch. But it will only hurt the specific person specific, it is DNA yeah. encoded to. And it can be as narrow as one person or it could be that person in their family or, you know, broadened out to like, you know, entire ethnicities of people if they needed it to be. It's, it's very, very scalable, Heracles. Yeah. scalable good word <laughs> um which is exactly what specter has in mind for mm. uh project heracles and uh yeah specter ends up getting their hands on it and is wanting to kill james bond with this um they are wanting to get back at him however safin has basically figured out that that's what thereafter so he intervenes and basically changes it to kill all of specter 
Uh, yeah. We get this pretty cool scene at this party where uh, there's this guy like holding up this cybernetic eye scanning the party and it's like and james bond you right there our target spotlight on on him and they're like we're g- gonna kill you and only you right now and then the gas c- c- comes in and instead starts killing all the specter people so they're just like what's going on mm-hmm. lots of good and interesting uh stuff here with all of this yeah. I, i've I kn- kind of jumped around and skipped around a bit we on have plot, i do just want to briefly say that like that yeah no it's good that we jump into what the main plot is instead of like scene by scene because there's so much we have to cover but i want to say that bond has uh you know left all of his previous life behind he's living in jamaica which is where ian yeah. fleming lived when he was writing the bond novels mm-hmm. this was like a return home for the franchise i know that was something very important to them He's living in Jamaica. Also, his old, a very similar. I, I I don't remember. Was he in Jamaica in Doctor No? I don't remember. Yes. But it was a. Similar, I, I believe so. Yeah. Similar location. Yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, approached by his old friend Felix Leiter, a CIA agent, who's like this. Um, the scientist was kidnapped. CIA is trying to find him. I know MI6 is trying to find him too. I know, like our our two dads are arguing. Like, they're not cooperating with each other. And this makes me feel suspicious that, like, all these governmental agencies are trying to, like, hide something from each other. I think something's up. Will you help me, like, get this scientist back who, like, uh, who Safin, like, who's been working with Safin to, like, modify Heracles for whatever Safin's purposes are. But, like, nobody knows about Safin. No, there's, like, somebody took this scientist. We don't know who. You know, it seems like Spectre's all accounted for, like, who else is left? So he's brought in by his old buddy Felix, and Felix sends him out in the field with a new agent named Paloma, who's a delight. (laughs) I I hated him immediately. I was just like, oh, this guy's so shiny and new. No, there's the other guy. Oh, yeah, the Felix does have, like, another, like, junior agent with him. This is um, Logan Ash, I think is his name, who's just a sort of, shiny smiley g whiz guy who, who felix is like just I'm, a big I'm fan of bond right yeah he's great big fan love your you're work the perfect guy for the job <laughs> but yeah, felix sends him out into the field with uh anna de armis's character paloma who's you're right brand yeah, yeah, new yeah. on the job super enthusiastic but just like nervous about everything <laughs> Like, she knows how to fight, but it seems like the espionage part of it makes her nervous. She keeps drinking, she, like, they'll go to a bar and, like, surreptitiously order a cocktail, and Bond will, like, sip at it for appearance's it. sake, and she'll drown yeah, and she'll the just... entire thing. <laughs> that was great, and he's, he's just like, okay, here we go. Wow, uh, this is how we're playing. Yeah. Um, no, I, I liked her a lot. I I, I was thinking the joke was gonna kind of be that yeah she's only had like three weeks of like actual fbi training but then then the 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 joke actually being but i've been doing like martial arts my whole life or 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 something yeah like that so it's like oh so you actually do know how to handle yourself and all of this just Mm -hmm. officially (laughs) right you're yeah you're you're three weeks old (laughs) yeah baby agent she's great i like her and bond go to this bar and they're gonna toast and they're like what do we toast to and they're like let's toast to felix our mutual friend 
And like this whole mission goes down in Cuba when Bond leaves. It's such a brief mission. Like they're really in and out. I like how efficient this part of the movie is. She's like, here's here's a cigar. Take this to Felix. Give him my regards. And Bond's like, nice working with you. She's like, nice working with you, too. It's a very it's cool to see Bond just like make a nice friend with a lady out here on a mission. And and they both share their like sexual, like womanizing thing. Yeah. Mm, like she starts on she pulls him into a closet or like a pantry or whatever and starts undressing him and he's like you know you want to get to know each other a little bit better first and she's like <laughs> oh oh no no i just you got to change into this tuxedo before we go to this party i'm just trying to make this quick you can do it yourself <laughs> just just instinct starts helping him out right. to like unbutton stuff and he's just like what are you doing <laughs> Yeah, which I, I I I liked some of the in jokes on that of like you expect yeah. that to be the way that the Bond movie goes, right? Where they go into a closet and they make love, and then that's how the, she's on his side, and then she dies, and then who right? Um, I I I don't know to what extent Phoebe Waller marriage uh rewrote these scripts but i i they had like a featurette that was playing before the mm. movie where daniel Craig had mentioned yeah we brought her on to like polish up these scripts because we loved her work so, so much on stuff like killing eve and fleabag um and i think just to have a woman behind mm-hmm. the wheel on, on this character that is traditionally, like I said, a womanizing character mm-hmm. who sleeps with them all and and stuff like that, where their names are Pussy Galore and stuff like that, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think having her on these scripts enabled it to have jokes like this and treat some of these characters much, much better and i think just made it a better film like it it, yeah it felt felt more real in that sense Mm. because i i think we've we talked about this when we discussed all the other daniel Craig stuff there is there's so much pageant pageantry that goes into james bond he always has this certain type of car there's certain type of gun there's always the theme song the the intro sequence there's this there's that like you have to have these things to make the cake right um and here comes bb waller is like yes you've been making a cake and it tastes good, but it's just like you could also make like a double layer cake and have it be a little fancier and do this and stuff like that. So I, I don't know exactly to what extent she was in mm. there, but it felt like having her on the script was a good thing for. This. Yeah, there's a lot of humor in this movie that I think is well placed. It adds a, a, a lot of sparkle to the experience, but it feels mm-hmm fairly naturalistic like there's a joke i like right at the beginning of the movie or we see child madeline and this is like in the in the 90s and she's sitting there like playing with her tamagotchi <laughs> which feels like it would be such a, a kind of obvious 90s reference like just there for the nostalgia's sake but she's playing with this thing and she's like you're hungry again you're only eating because you're depressed <laughs> yeah 
It's so good. And this is the ma- and this is the girl who grows up to be a a doctor and a psychologist. Like that is what a young Madeline would say. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was good. I was good. I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, how did you feel about the new 007? We, we get a new 007 <gasps> that we're introduced to as well. Um, Nomi. Yeah, Nomi played by Lashana Lynch. Mm-hmm. I was, it was great to see her. Uh, she, she's such a presence. I love all of her outfits. I love her sunglasses. She's got great... I, great sunglasses in this movie i gotta make sure they're mentioned as well she's a lot of fun i like that she has like a respect for bond but she's like you left the game i'm the one in the game now i made a double o status when i was pretty young and you know after you left they didn't retire your number they gave it to somebody new and it's me like respect me in this role and then by yeah. the end of the movie, when Bond's like kind of back in the action and he, he's like, learn to work with her. Like they, they are cooperative. They are respectful. She's like, if he's back, he can have his number back. <laughs> he, he can have that. That's OK. I'll take another number. Yeah, she she respects him at the start because of his like storied past. Yeah. But is very much she's not she's not trying to prove herself i she she i i i feel like she already feels like she's proved herself yeah yeah absolutely but also knows the kind of character that james mm-hmm. bond is and so she yeah, like, like has to be like nope the wall is right here this is right. the boundary like you will respect me all of that stuff which is good she's for te- her uh she's teasing him a lot i like the you know, yeah, just the way the, a young person teases the like old dog in her fields. It's yeah, playful. There is that yeah, layer two, which which she she respects him, but is also just like I respect you, but I also don't know you. But you're yeah. also the old one of my like in my position. So yeah, there is that like teasing playful stuff so that by the end of that when she she has gotten to know him and understand like who he actually is and what his character is like she has a much more like fond like personal respect that when they know that he's been reinstated as a double o they haven't really figured out the paperwork to be like, okay, he's mm-hmm. 007.2 or something. I don't know. They, she's just she 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 finally asked, like, hey, can can he be 007? And then I'll just get something new after after that. Yeah. She has that le- le- level of respect for for, mm. for for him. Um, but yeah, I I liked her a lot. I know that they said they're going to be looking for a new James Bonds down the road. Um, kind of a shame that it's not going to be her. I, yeah, the end credits do say not that they want James to be Bond James will Bond, return, but like, right. Yeah, I, she does a great job. I, I, I would love to see her again. I hope this isn't like yeah. the, the only I can, time we get to spend with Nomi. I think she's delightful. But I, I do like the idea of playing around with dividing up James Bond and 007. Like, who, yeah. who are other people who could fill this role and who is this man if he's not necessarily in that role? 
Yeah, it seems like an interesting direction to explore, and it kind of sucks that they're not really going to get to, or at at least we expect them to not. Yeah, we don't know. Like, there's so many places this franchise could go now that they've they've closed the book on Daniel. Like, James Bond's such a coveted position, and there's so many people that are whose name have been thrown out as being great in that role. And many of them are like every idea somebody comes up with is usually a good idea. Like it's so scarce. Just like one guy can be him at a time. I like the idea of we've got a James Bond and we've got like, this is the person who actually is the 007 designation and they're a Bond equivalent, but like we can have both. We can (laughs) like, this is how we'll share it. We'll split it up here. You get you get the top part of the Oreo, you get the bottom part of the Oreo. You both get a little bit of the cream in the middle. They are James and Bond. There's an ampersand in there now. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I think this, though, is the problem or one of the problems with this film is, yeah, that we're introduced to a bunch of these cool characters that we just don't get to spend much time with. And it's just like, I, I, I want more of them. Please. Right. Give me more. Mm, I don't feel like anybody is underutilized, but it is just that you you do That's like true. all of them. Yeah. You know, and you almost <laughs> you do want additional time, even if the movie would be like three and a half hours long. And we truly don't know how it's going to proceed from here. And looking back on the Bond history, like the the M, the Q, the Money Penny, those have been actors who have continued throughout different bonds you know judy dench was there for pierce brosnan and then she was doing the exact same thing for daniel craig we don't know if m and q and money penny and nomi and and tanner are going to stick around for whoever the next actor is they could or they couldn't you know it's shown to be to have been both ways yeah interesting stuff yeah um so yeah we kind of get this whole plot of MI6 working on this secret weapon and it goes wrong because Saffin steals it, all of that stuff. Um, and they are, are finally like, look, we, we need to interrogate uh, what's his name That's uh, that they have Blofeld. locked up from the film before Blofeld. Yeah, thank you. Um, he he's the one that orchestrated this this whole thing it went very very wrong but he's only talking to his therapist it turns out his therapist is madeline swan so yeah five years down the road bond and swan have this awkward reunion uh to do all of this stuff but madeline swan has already been contacted by uh rami malik's character uh, and has been given the weapon to like spray yeah. on her to then go kill Blofeld because he is the final remaining person inspector. Yes. Um, well, before and- before we get to the Blofeld scene, I, we do need to set up that uh, after this mission in Jamaica where um, the, <laughs> the scientist ends up getting away. Um, well, it turns out the scientist gets away because Logan Ash, who's this like young agent that Felix had to bring along with him for this meeting with Bond, has betrayed them, is is working for Safin's side and helps the scientist get away. I forget the scientist's name. Like, um, would you look it up it, for me, please? Do- 
Doctor wasn't o- o- super Obinchak important. Or something. It's it's like some Russian name, I think. I could, they said it a lot, but I couldn't quite like lock my brain onto it, which is a shame because that that's a fun character. Like he gets a lot to do uh, within being supporting scientist. <laughs> it's just like their guy is, who's only the- his name is Valdo Obrichev. Obrichev. Okay. Yeah, Doctor Obrichev. He's he's very entertaining. It's a great performance. Like, oh, they get a lot out of using him only in the supporting utilitarian role. But after Logan Ash betrays them, uh, the the ship they're on, where they the way we're going to sail away from the island, goes oh, yeah. down, and 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 Felix dies. Felix gets shot. <laughs> he's got a a very touching final scene with Bond. Which is, it was sad to see him go, but I, I understand it as this is the final era of this Bond. Maybe the final era for this Felix as well. Perhaps we'll Not see another new Felix down out, the yeah. line in the future. And he's a, a character who still feels so present throughout the movie. Like I mentioned, like Bond and, and Paloma, they toast to their mutual friend Felix. Paloma makes sure to give Bond, oh, here's a cigar that, that Felix wanted from this mission in Cuba. Send it to him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he feels like a fan favorite. Like, he's well-liked uh, by him. everyone. Um, not only, yeah, as viewers of the movie, but in the movie world <laughs> right. itself. Right, anybody who's like met a, Felix if, if likes else, Felix. He's a good guy, You're right? Yeah. Right, and, like, Bond is to call and tell M, like, Felix died on this mission, and, and M's, M has an interesting role in this movie where M was one of the mm. people carrying on like the Heracles experimentation and like keeping it secret because he's like he, he's not that he seems almost at the beginning like he might turn out to be the villain of the whole thing but you find out that he's keeping this whole thing secret because he's like this needs to continue because it is the most efficient way of keeping to save England yeah. safe right he's like if we this thing is terrible if it's in the wrong hands but when it's in the right hands it can be so targeted so direct the can't, we won't kill innocent bystanders. We won't have to blow up a building just to get one person inside. He's like, I really do think this is for the greater good. But yeah, Bond is to call M and tell him Felix died in this mission. He's very angry. And M's like, very genuinely, I am sorry to hear that. Felix Leiter was a good man. He was very respected yeah. in this field. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a sad moment. I, I, mm. the, when they got to that boat is when I I went and used the bathroom because I was like, I kind of know what's g- going to happen here. I know what's yeah, c- c- coming sure. up. And I got back like right in time for him to like get shot and then all that stuff. I was like, oh, I knew it. I, I knew he it gets, was happening. Uh, and then he gets shot and then like the ship is going down and there's a, he's, like, he's in Bond's arms one second and the next he's just. Well, he's just under the water. It sweeps him away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sad stuff. Sad stuff. Um. But yeah. Then, then that's kind of when we j- 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 jump ahead to this Blofeld scene where they need to go interrogate mm-hmm. him and uh, figure out what happened or, or what he might know about who could have done this this thing and. Uh, awkward reunion between mm. bond and swan uh and madeline can't 
she's having trouble handling this because she's she knows that she's about to basically kill this guy but doesn't and like want make to do it yeah and like uh and she's well it's a, it's a weapon like designed for 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 blowfell and like bond's trying to like reach out and like shake her hand you know like hello dr yeah, swan like trying to make good trying to have like a polite meeting with her again and she like won't shake his hand like she's doesn't know what to do with the situation emotionally and is also like it seems like she feels bad that she would put bond in the situation where he has to kill blofeld because blofeld was his adopted brother once upon a time bond's parents died in a skiing accident he was adopted by this family you know um his brother's oh i forget his name's his name of originally like bond grew up with this like adopted brother who he lived with for a time until he like went off and joined like the royal navy and then like lost touch with that foster family and then you know that's the person who comes back and is like i ended up taking a name from my mother's side of the family and now you can call me earth stavro blofeld (laughs) seems like maybe she doesn't want bond even if this guy's turned out to be a super villain she's like i don't want to put bond in the situation where he has to kill the man who was once his brother yeah well i to me i didn't read that as her putting bond in that situation i i i think she just doesn't want to be in that situation herself i I don't think she wants Uh, to yeah she definitely doesn't but i think there is also an element of concern like i i thought bond was out of this like i don't want bad things to happen in this man i still love this man i want him to literally and metaphorically keep his hands clean right because i i think if she does go ahead and kill him he will immediately know what happened of like oh somehow you are involved in this which is is still like yeah bond probably does want all of specter gone so he can Mm -hmm. put that behind him so in that sense it'd be a good thing but it's all yeah like you said it's also his kind of adopted brother even though they have this antagonistic relationship mm-hmm. um that it it is it's just it's just an awkward situation to be in and she franz oberhauser really that was the name he grew up with it was franz oberhauser uh, i think that's okay. right i hope that's not the name of another character Kristoff. <laughs> Kristoff's like he's been that guy in a movie i hope it was specter and i don't have this confused with inglorious bastards something like that but uh yeah she madeline can't really take it so she tries to leave which is when bond reaches out touches her on the wrist where she has all of yeah. the, these like nanobot things that yeah can kill him and yeah then bond becomes the yeah. weapon here how did you feel yeah. about this scene where bond d- does end up choking blofeld did 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 did, did <laughs> Did you feel that scene was ruined? Because I almost didn't. Like that felt forced. First off, I love I love the setup of this scene that like Blofeld is like protected like he's Magneto, and like they have to go into like Bond and Madeline have to go into this little room. Yeah, right. And he and Blofeld's like off in some other jail cell and they have to put him into like a little metal cage and send him along like a conveyor belt. It's so tense as he's just like in this little contraption. It is a really good like, scene. Slowly yeah. going down the hallway, slowly getting closer to them. And Bond can tell Madeline's terrified. And that's why he kind of reaches out for her like, 
hey, your hand's shaking. Are you okay? And like, that's how he gets this, this poison on him. And she freaks out and she's like, I have to leave. I'm getting out of here. And, um, and, and Bond kills Blofeld because he's oh, like, like, he's like throwing his re- relationship with Madeline in his face. Like, I, <laughs> her father was a killer. Now she's in, still in love with you and you're a killer. And how could you, you know, you knew what you were getting into. Oh, no. What it is is that he's, Blofeld confesses like, oh, yeah, everything that has happened at Vesper's grave was me. Uh, Madeline had nothing to do with it. I figured this whole thing out. You were angry at her for no reason. I knew you would be angry at her. Ha ha ha. I made you think that another lady betrayed you, dear brother. What a silly brotherly prank. Yeah, it's just like. I. They are having this kind of back and forth mind games Mm. thing where Bond isn't really getting what he wants out of him. Blowfield is kind of manipulating him, but also. Yeah, in this, like, <laughs> look what I did, brother, like, another woman betrayed you, but it wasn't, it was me. <laughs> and, it, like, I'm obviously exaggerating that, but it did yeah. feel... Yeah, this is it, not the performance Christoph Waltz is giving Oscar <laughs> winner Christoph I mean, Waltz. I don't know about you, but my, my impersonation was pretty spot on. No. Uh, <laughs> I, also, I want to say, Bond has faced three Oscar winners in a row. Bardem, yeah. Waltz, and Malik, yeah. There you go. Um, I just like I I don't know. I just felt like that scene wasn't entirely earned. Like I felt like Bond should have known to keep his cool more or at at least like he can get angry. We know he's an emotional person, but we like. I just to the point where he's like choking him and being like, you die, Blofeld. It's just like, but I don't I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. They could have accomplished the same thing with him not overtly choking him and saying, I want you to die. That's <laughs> just what he does. They could have just been like something that's more like subtly threatening and just like reaches out and like pats him on the hand or something. They would have accomplished the same thing, which is that the second they have skin to skin contact, like Blofeld is dying, you know, like your skin sort of like you got all these boils and stuff on your face. You look gross and then, and then your, your heart gives out or whatever. Yeah, I and was Bond's even like, wondering that if... is not what I expected to happen. I, I did not think he was literally going to die immediately. What was that? What's on my hands? I like they they mentioned like, yeah, it can transfer from skin to skin contact. I was wondering if it can get onto other surfaces and stuff. So there is that scene where Bond put his puts his arm up against like the the, the corner of that or if mm. he was going to like put his hands down on the bottom somehow and then maybe Blofeld would put his his arms on the same spot and maybe that was gonna do something Mm. but that's it's just not what happened in that scene there yeah so oh well oh well oh well yeah that that scene was a little a little bit much yeah yeah him reaching out to choke Blofeld like he's Homer Simpson uh throttling Bart (laughs) in early seasons of the Simpsons was yeah that was a little odd (laughs) when do we get to (laughs) cue When is a Q time? I well, he. I feel like he's already in the movie at this point. I don't remember when we go check in with Q. Well, oh, I think it's like right after Felix dies, Um, and then like Bond is just like in an inflatable life raft, just floating in the sea, and then some big barge comes upon him, just like Hong Kong. We see you, pal. Don't worry, we're gonna get you to safety. And then it cuts to back in London, 
and he's opening up a storage facility where it seems like MI6 or, or him put all his stuff and there's like that little ceramic bulldog wrapped in, in the Union Jack that that uh, M left him, that Judy Dench left to him. He's, he drives out in his Aston Martin and then he goes to to MI6 and he's like, M, Ray Fines, it's me. I'm back. I know that I know that you gave Nomi my number. Uh, I'm here to yell at you. I'm mad about Heracles. I'm mad about Felix dying. Hi, Money Penny. Nice to see you. I think later Money Penny's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go over to Q's apartment and we're gonna talk about this. And Q is like in the middle of like very anxiously a cooking a dinner. Yeah, yeah. And like they arrive at the door and there's a moment where he like looks at the little screen and sees that it's Money Penny and Bond for the first time he's seen him in five years and he just like has to like sigh and compose and some shit. Yeah. But it's probably also like he has not known what has happened to Bond and he's like, oh, it is a lot for me to emotionally deal with right now that this man I have worked with and befriended. I didn't know if he was dead or alive and now here he is. He's alive. What is he here for? What does he need? And he just opens the door and he's like, so you're alive like all he can all he can resort to is just like <laughs> exasperation like i don't have i don't have time for any of this this is too many emotions i'm preparing for a date and all he says is like he'll be here in 20 minutes so we don't know who this mystery guy is that he's ever yeah. seems like he's on a date with but i like that little touch i also liked his hairless cats and bond picks one up and it's like you know these you things think- come with fur now <laughs> What a like that's such a like dad joke for J- James Bond. I loved to make, it though, which is great because later on in the film we find out that he is a dad. But it it, it is this just like you know they came in for first. I like I. <laughs> what? It's not like cats with fur is not a new thing, Bond. No, I think that's the joke he's making at Q, because Q is always like, here's the new thing. We upgraded it. Here's an advancement. It's got this new feature. And Bond's like, you've got the old model of cat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it's like they just walk in to they Mm. they barge into his apartment immediately when he opens the door, just like a hurricane. And they they just they just start messing things. And he's just like, he's just. (laughs) Oh no! Oh god! And okay. then they, uh, right, and then he's like, <laughs> "Fine." Uh, like he realizes what is at stake—that they wouldn't be here if they didn't need to be here—and he's like, "Okay, I guess I'm in." I guess he cancels his date. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know if then, like him and Money I mean, Penny and Bond really sit around eating call. the like, like that dude could just like walk in making. as he's as he's right. like, yeah, we don't see him like text this guy and cancel stuff. it. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Good stuff, though. I, I liked him in this film, indeed. I, I love Q. I, I love him and Bond together. <laughs> they are so, they're always making fun of each other, and they're exasperated at each other, but when Bond storms in and he's like, hello, Q, I missed you, it feels teasing, but it also does feel sincere. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's Like, those two only because... love each other, but they only have sarcasm to communicate this. Right. It's It's partly because... Like Q is oftentimes the middleman. Like he is the first one that Bond oh, yeah. contacts when he has to, like, hey, I need to relay a message to whoever. It's mm. it has to go through him. So he hears all of this stuff first, which 
I, we're already in spoilers, but when Bond knows he's going to die, like he he like this is the first one he t- talks to. He's like, "Hey, I'm not g- gonna make it. Can you get me uh, Madeline? Can you put her on?" And he's just like, y- "You mean you're not gonna do this or that? Or what do you mean?" And then he like he's the first one that's just like, "Oh." I get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's get to you, Madeline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, there's nothing sucks. he can do. Like, put Madeline on the phone is all that he can do. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but yeah. So then, then we get into, I, I, I guess, what is like the final act of the film here where uh, Bond catches up with Madeline uh, and finds out that he has a daughter but is told that it is not his daughter right away right Um, yeah he goes to madeline's like this is the house we saw at the beginning of the movie the house she was raised in which is in like norway um and like he figures out that that's where she's going and he goes to meet her and they're having this tense conversation where she's like i want to i'm ready to tell you all these secrets that i had now i'm going to tell you like who safin is how we're connected you know this like little like four-year-old girl with these bright blue eyes pops up that <laughs> bond instantly knows what's like, going on and madeline's like <laughs> yeah. no 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 this isn't she isn't yours she isn't yours and like you you can tell it's like just stay out of it just don't look into it bond what does it matter no, if she's yours or not focused. what is this going <laughs> to change right yeah. yeah don't think about it <laughs> Yeah, so we get introduced to them, uh, but they quickly need to go on the run uh, as they find out that uh, <laughs> Mr. Smiley <laughs> Ash uh, is, is <laughs> on smiling. his way. Yeah, on his yeah. W- w- way to kill Madeline or uh, kill B- B- Bond or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they're kill Bond, kidnap, kidnap Madeline. And the little girl's name is Matilde. She's, she's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's that's what Safin wants. He wants them. Um, um, yeah, there's a and... wonderful chase scene like through the yeah. forest in the fog. Oh, there's so many gorgeous set pieces in this movie. I loved interior this one. Yeah. and exterior. It's this is why de- on the oh. captain's log when you when yes. we did our our traditional like what does, so, so Kyle you've seen this but I haven't seen it yet. What does the new bond smell like with if this was we a ask scented each other candle to dis- yes uh it's a new segment we call it yankee goes to hollywood we describe films to each other in terms of what if it was a scented candle so we get an abstract vibe of the movie without having any explicit spoilers yeah and i i i said that uh the new bond smelled like a foggy morning uh which and is freshly I, fallen me, yeah. snow and yeah. a blossoming garden. We'll get to yes, soon. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I loved this whole chase scene. I yeah. don't think we've really seen Bond uh, out out in the. I, I don't want to say it's the jungle, but out in the wilderness all that much. Well, when it's Skyfall. this like heavy. Skyfall is wilderness. It's moors. There aren't trees. Yeah. Like I, I guess what I mean is like this kind of flora of just like everything's sure. green and foggy. Like I. Yeah, we haven't seen him in this setting yet. Like, we've seen him in these, like, extravagant cities and the historical cities and stuff like that. We have seen him, like, out in the desert or in some 
kind of like oil tanker rig thing complex something. But yeah, nothing like this exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I just like the fact that this was a new type of scenery yeah. to see him in was pretty cool. Um, yeah, where he has to like kill somebody with a tree, like indirectly, like Logan Ash is a, the like he's thrown out of his car and his like Jeep is like hovering over him, like you know, like he's down in like a little, you know, like little gulch, you know, thing, and then yeah. the, like the, there's like only one tree there, like stopping the car from like plummeting down on him and he's like taunting bond in his final moments and bonds like you know because of you i lost a brother his name was felix Leiter, which is so emotional because you think he's going to talk about like this is like the one fond thing he's like yeah maybe i hate a blowfeld maybe he was a super villain but he was my brother once and i regret it you know i, re- I regret that we didn't have the chance to I don't know, mm-hmm. just on principle's sake, don't kill my brother. You, like, you think you, he means it literally. But he's talking about Felix, which is such an honorable thing to do. And then that harkens back to like the first thing Felix ever said to him when they meet each other in the casino, in Casino Royale, where Felix sort of leans over him to like, oh, I'm, I'm bleeding chips over here, not good at my game. You know how it is. And he leans in and he's like, my name's Felix Leiter. I'm a brother from Langley, indicating I'm a CIA agent. You know, we run in the same yep. circles. We're allies. Like, the first thing Felix said to Bond was, like, identifying them as brothers. Yep. I, love, I loved Indeed. what a specific, touching callback that was. It, it, it was good. Yeah, then he gives the car enough of a push to have it fall on, yeah. on this dude and smashes him. Um, yeah, and Madeline Swan and Childs get kidnapped and taken to Rami Malek's villain lair. What a lair. This movie delivered on lair. He lives, it's like this little island um, between like Russia and Japan. I have no Uh idea where Safin is actually supposed to be from. I don't know if he's from either of those countries. It's very ambiguous. What do we know what? ethnicity Rami Malik. I think it, he's I mean, Egyptian. I don't okay. I don't I don't think so. I was I was I was I was gonna say like I, I I wonder if he is somehow like a mix of like Japanese and Russian and that's why they were just like I don't We're know set it there but I, I guess not. I was wrong. Un unclear. Not super important. Just that that's where that island is and like his family has been poison makers. Like they were like the poison makers for Spectre going back years, and then uh, Spectre, uh, they you know, there was bad blood, and they decided to kill the whole family. And like Safin got out. Whatever the, the poison, whatever method they used to like kill his family, didn't kill Safin. It just left him with his face like extremely scarred. Um, yeah. So he and he's he's reinvigorating Poison Island, um, and it's oh, like these big brutalist like concrete structures there's like a literal garden outside that's like surrounded by it's got like a little pool in the middle and growing these like scary poison plants and then on the inside there's this like pool filled with these like light poles or whatever like you don't really know what it is but it seems sinister and then later somebody gets knocked into it and their body immediately boils with acid it's great a plus layer I, the, the 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 thing that they that like big river of liquid and stuff is yeah. I, is the the weapon that's just not been programmed to 
anyone yet. So I I think it's just like whoever touches it will. I don't know if that's necessarily suits. That's that might be it. That might be true. I didn't know. It seemed like they were concocting Heracles there. They're going to grow additional Heracles and use it to like you know wipe out mass swaths of people. Seems like they were also doing just all kinds of poison. Like that's that's why he's got the garden. Seems like they they're not doing Heracles exclusively. So yeah, I don't know if that like pool of water yeah. was was Heracles or if it was just another form of acid, just nondescript acid. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Gotham Which City is what style. You would expect to have at, right. at a Bond layer, just like just some, some nondescript pool. acid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I liked this Bond layer a lot. Um, I, I, I wish we could, could have gotten to see more of it. I, I was satisfied with what we got. I, I think it's details that we don't necessarily yeah. need, though. Um, I want to say so much of this movie felt like a theme park ride to me. More than other Bond movies, more than most other action movies. Like the fight scene in Cuba with Paloma where like she, there's power lines falling down and everything's being mm. shattered, you know, covered yeah. with these sparks. They reminded me a lot of Twister, Ride It Out. There's Blofeld in his like little conveyor box. And then you go to this, this place, you go to the Poison Island. A lot of this felt like this more than any other movie. Just, I want it to be a ride. I want to go to Universal Studios and ride Escape from Poison Island. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I I liked it a lot, especially the kind of uh, contradicting visuals between the like hard concrete and yeah. metallic structures with this like very zen Japanese yes. garden with beautiful lighting yeah. and delicate stuff like flowers. That. Good mix. Yeah. Now, for a while. We were speculating before this movie came out that uh, yes. that Rami Malek's character was going to be some version of Dr. No, because uh, mm. their layers were similar, mysterious past somehow. Nehru collars. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Turns out not to be true, but there are still a lot of similarities, especially, yeah. like I said, in their l- 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 layer, because we, we get to... Uh, Doctor Knows layer, and yeah, there are. It's like on this island, uh, where there is all of these like big concrete and metallic structures. They're doing scientific experiments there, but then yeah, there is this like flair for the Japanese and and stuff like that mixed in. There and it was just it was just uh led us to believe. Hmm, I I wonder. Right. Well, yeah, this this is also a movie from a director of Japanese descent. And when Q was making dinner, like it isn't a Japanese dinner, it looks like there's, I don't know, little little nods to that uh throughout the film. Oh, oh, it's it's it is an interesting pastiche of things. I want to say that the villain in Moonraker also had like a lair, and he had a garden mm. there filled with these where he was growing orchids that he was going to use to kill humanity, and then they were they're like the the people he liked were gonna fly away in a spaceship. That's also a movie where there's a lair with like a large escape sequence and a garden. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah. Um 
things are going down on the complex. Uh, they are figuring out a, a way to kind of explode all of this stuff. Uh, they end up saving Madeline and her kid. Uh, Character, I, I want to say briefly, one of my favorite choices in this movie is that um, Safin like, takes Matilda away from Madeline. He's like trying to play to nice, say. trying to like show her around the garden. Like, look, Matilda, look at these flowers. You know, if you 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 can reach out and look, you can look at them, but if you had, if you tasted one of these, you something bad would happen to you. So make sure you never misbehave, Matilda. Your mother should never dis- misbehave either. Because Safin's got this obsession this fixation with madeline ever since he like tried to kill her and then she's staring up at him you know wide-eyed from underneath this this frozen lake and he's like i'm the only person around who can help you you needed me i'd I'd like to feel needed and now i'm like obsessed with like having you under my control and my care so he's he's and like uh, he thinks uh, madeline's going to like uh, try and get away try and do something so he like sends her off to like i'm gonna make you drink a poison tea cyclops make madeline drink a poison tea i'm gonna keep showing matilda around the lair and like she matilda's got a little stuff like bunny looking character called she calls doo doo d-o-u d-o-u i'm not sure if it means anything in in french or anything i'm curious but it's very cute i don't know doo doo well she she drops it at one point around like where's where's my doo-doo and then and (laughs) savage like i i don't know if i looked away for a second but he like gets fed up with her i don't know if she like bit him or pinched him or something but all of a sudden he's so bond ends up finding safin while he has 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 her like sitting sitting there and oh yes yes. after a a short conversation it's real tense bond like tries to make a move to like get her back and he yeah. has a trap door that opens up oh he my goes God. under underneath and it shuts in the most like bond villain it's fashion cr- that it shot was great. is great i love my that, first like, thought it's just was like him melissa's gonna love this yeah <laughs> i do love it's just him with matilda's arms and just like drop like bye it's like he has a tr- fucking trap door it's in this great. thing amazing i do so good i do love the trap door but what i love in this scene is that he's like tired of having matilda around and he just sets her down like off oh, you go like he's, she, he doesn't she he doesn't eventually wanna... bites him and he's just like I, okay you yeah. know what fine if 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 you want right. to go you can just go and he just lets it's, her go and she just like I wanders off that. and like waddles I off i love that he's like this is not <laughs> worth it for me to like try and keep having this kid around i'm done with her but like i don't like i don't need her killed i don't need her hurt i don't need her like kept anywhere and he's like just run loose what will just, happen yeah, to you will go. happen to you maybe you survive maybe you don't just, just i'm gonna let a four-year-old loose in my lair to her <laughs> i thought that was really funny that like he's no specific form planned he's I like loved that just yeah. let her run just let her go i don't know where she's gonna end up <laughs> yeah just com- just completely like you know what i don't even need to deal with this <laughs> just right forgets her she goes. <laughs> yeah. let her find her doo-doo God, it was so funny. Um, but uh, yeah, they they at the 
mom uh, and and her end up reuniting uh yeah. bond gets them out out safely he uh entrusts her to uh nami as she gets mm-hmm. them out safely uh but then it is up to bond to kind of open the like missile silos in this location this was like a world war ii era building that's why it has all of the concrete and stuff like that and he's found Uh, like how much heracles and like how much poison and how much dangerous stuff is there in that facility he calls back to mi6 and he's like we need to nuke this place like we like i i want to take staffing out but all of this needs to be destroyed like before any of it gets off of this island and so he has to open up all these doors so that, like, the place isn't protected anymore. Because otherwise the missiles would just bounce right off of it. He's like, I gotta open the doors, let the missiles in. Yeah. Figures out a way to do that. But uh, Safin is not dead yet. Uh, so as Bond thinks, he's like, good, I got it. The missile door is shut. Despite the missiles already being on their way. Uh, yes and... yeah that's the thing he's got a ticking clock like he had to open up all the doors and like everybody else has got you know, like Nomi and Madeline and Matilde have gotten off the island and and Bond has to like manually sort of open up these doors <laughs> Q's talking to him over the over the earpiece and he's like this is a very archaic system and I'm afraid it's going to be rather complex for me to explain it to you and Bond just like turns a big wheel pushes the lever like I figured it out you know <laughs> yeah um so, yeah but it like uh, the, the clock is ticking uh Saffin is not dead yet he closes the mm. these big missile silo doors and bond then has to go instead of es- escaping has to then go deal with Saffin and redo the doors um and in the sh- struggle against Saffin Saffin has the poison that is specifically for Madeline and uh, his 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 yeah, child to their and, specific like DNA the the yeah, parent and child share yeah opens that and scratches him with with this thing he scratches Bond with that so Bond is now tainted with this poison that will only kill those two people so he can he realizes basically right away once it is that he can never see them again he can get nowhere near them um right he doesn't want to live a pushing daisies lifestyle where he attempts to live around them and love them and never touch and them it's, or else they it's die. not even that like hey i can make it off i have to be isolated and like put in this one room so you don't get it it's just like we already know that this stuff can transfer from person to person so if it like if anyone else touches it and it, it, it can spread like we we just don't don't know and yeah he like it's there's gonna be no way for him to yeah see them um and yeah so they i mean like he has to open the doors up again which he does but that's when at the end he's he's just like yeah i'm not gonna make it uh yeah by that time he's realized after he has to like kill saffin and like open the doors back up again he's like i do not have time to make it off this island and like he's so like battered after that like fight with Safin in the pool like he's really struggling to like climb up this ladder to, like get out on top of of the he's base been, he's you know, been he's... shot now too yeah at, at yeah once or 
twice. He's a yeah. mess, and like he knows he doesn't have time. And even if he did, like, does he have the physical strength to get himself anywhere to safety? And does he have the emotional strength to keep on living, knowing he can never see the love of his life and his, his child again? And yeah. and he just he calls Hugh and tells him he's not going to make it, and he asks him to put Madeline on the connection, and he. I think he says his, his final words to Madeline. It's very touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a emotional ending to this movie it to the is. whole saga. I was not yeah I was not expecting it to be this like emotional about a James Bond film. The Good there's stuff. a scene at the be- at the beginning of the movie where he's like driving around Italy with Madeline when they're in their like honeymoon period, uh, and I think she says like Why don't you drive a little faster? And he's like Oh no, why do I need to drive faster? There's no place we need to get to. He's like We have all the time in the world, which is a line from On Her Majesty's Secret Service which is the Bond movie they did with George Lazenby for one movie after Sean Connery left. They're like, okay, we're going to get a new guy in. We're going to try something different. That movie was not well received. And right after that, they're like, Connery, do you want to come back and do more? <laughs> and it's sort of been yep. this weird outlier in Bond history. We're like, nobody really liked the, the, the actor or the movie. But after a while, like people started to come around to the, the movie, which is, a, a story I like a lot, like uh, going back and watching older Bond movies. It's the one where he gets done with married, yet. right? Yes. Yes. He finds this woman named um, Tracy and he falls in love with her and marries her. He gets married. And then at the end of the movie and like he's thought like I defeated Blofeld. I don't have any active enemies anymore. Let me drive away with my wife and our car covered with flowers. And he's like, oh, honey, imagine all we can do. We have all the time in the world. And then Blofeld comes by and, and sh- just a shoots her, just drives by and shoots Tracy and Mrs. Bond. And the, it, it, the movie ends with Bond, like, cradling his dead wife's body, saying, no, it's, it's all right, honey. We have all the time in the world. And when Spectre was announced, people were looking at that thinking, like, oh, are they going to do Honor Majesty's Secret Service again? Seems like he's got like this one main love interest. He's really interested in this movie. Yeah. Um, the medical facility where Madeline works, that like uh, sort of resort spa up in the Alps, that's pulled directly from Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Most of the movie is spent there. It's an interesting movie in that it's a lot more insular. It's not as globe trotting. It's also got some beautiful cinematography in it. That was something I really liked about it. Honor Majesty's Secret Service is the prettiest. Uh, the pre-Daniel Craig Bond movie I've seen so far. Um, so the fact that everybody thought, oh, Spectre's going to be on Her Majesty's Secret Service. He's going to fall in love with this woman and then she's going to die by the end of the movie. And then that's not how it happened. And they extend that to the next movie after that. But instead, no, she lives. Bond dies. Yeah. An interesting the- to- twist. But I, I, I think, yeah, it's a good homage to previous bonds especially uh, like the most like obscure bond like of all the movies for them to directly homage i feel so vindicated that it's like we're gonna take on her majesty's secret service right down to the right. movie ending with well, well after bond dies and i knew he was gonna die like as soon as uh 
I believed up until like through the first time he opens the doors, like maybe he'll get away. Maybe this film will truly end with what he's always been trying Happily to do. Ever like, after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the second like the doors are open again, I'm like, oh, no, he's not getting off of this. He's he's dying. That's how, that's how the direction this movie is going to. If we don't if we're not going to be with this bond anymore. We're not going to let him ride out into the sunset. He's going to die at the end of this. Our first bond to die. But after he, after he dies, there's a, a really lovely scene with uh, the rest of MI6. M mm, and yeah. Money, Penny and Q and Tanner. Tanner, who's like the chief of staff. He doesn't, he doesn't do much. He's not an action guy, but he's always around. Uh, he's, and he's, no he's like the, the recurring extra. <laughs> <laughs> He does stuff. He just does more like administrative stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They're having like a very nice, um, you know, sort of goodbye drink in M's office where M reads out of some book. He didn't attribute what it was, what quote this is some from, but it says like, yeah, yeah. The, the point of life is not the point of our time is not to keep extending our time. The point of our life of our time is to live. And he's like, that is what Bond did. He lived more than anyone else we've ever known. And we're never going to forget him. And then we see if Madeline. You're living, you have no time to die. Right. I'm blown, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. And then we, the final, the final <laughs> bit of the movie is Madeline in, in one of the, the Aston Martins driving Matilde around the same Italian countryside. Which I think is also where Honor Majesty's Secret Service ends. I think that was also set in Italy, maybe. Um, and she turns to, turns to her daughter and she says, I'm going to tell you a story. This is a story about a man named Bond. James Bond. And she drives off in the Aston Martin and they start playing the song from Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which is Louis Armstrong singing, We Have All the Time in the World. <laughs> so I was so emotional. I I bet it was yeah. such it was such a, a bold choice, but such a fitting end to this arc in the franchise with a very Absolutely. interesting, like direct nod back to like an older movie in the franchise and not the one like you would have expected in the way you would have expected this beautiful, like direct tribute. This whole movie felt like. Oh, very sentimental in a way that I liked. It was very loving about its characters and their journeys and their lives and who they are on their own. And, you know, like Daniel yeah. respective to Daniel, but also Daniel respective to the history of all the bonds and all the different homages that they want to pay. It was a, a, a very tearful end of the movie for me. As, as we start to think about Bond in the future, like, yeah, it like that's kind of one of the things that I want to see more of is I want more more to these characters. Right. Like, mm. I, I, I feel like over these like five or six films that we got with five. Daniel Craig, uh, we got enough to know them and recognize them and be emotionally attached. But it was it, it was like the bare minimum. Right. Of what we needed to be attached to these characters where I, I I feel like they now have the space and the option to do something new. Do we get a like a really, really top quality James Bond related show somehow, some way? It might not follow James 
bond it might not follow double of seven but do we get a q show do we get a show i don't know but just like I I I feel like they can build these characters up in a different way that we have seen like as 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 big and bombastic as the James Bond movies need to be we often don't get the the, the smaller emotional stuff which I, you, if you guys have heard me talk on the review show is often stuff that I want of just like hey yes. I, I like these characters but you spent no time developing them. Like, give me these character moments and just the, the small things of Q going on a date and some guys about to be, be there. But then we don't get to see the guy. It just you 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 drop this little nugget and and then it's just like, well, we we just don't get to see. Yeah, and I think this is a movie that had a lot to cover, and I think it covered it well. I don't feel like anything was underutilized like like i've said a couple times i just like so much of it that i would gladly spend like an extra half an hour on like any of the points that this movie makes Absolutely, it's not doing i agree there's nothing it doesn't do enough of it just does too many things too well that i'd (laughs) like to see more um what's your greatest weakness well my greatest weakness is that i I don't really have any weaknesses uh yeah that's Uh, that's kind of how i feel too uh that they they just like i liked all the stuff that they gave me it never felt like it was too slow or it focused on one thing too much it was paced incredibly um i i i liked this film a lot and it was emotional like I said, I was yes. just not expecting to be this a- a- attached to what was happening. But I, I, I have to say, like, I also like I yes, I was emotional. I didn't tear up or cry or stuff like that. I, I would have liked to. Um, I, I would have liked to have cried. <laughs> I would have liked to. Come on. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think especially knowing the homages to Her Majesty's Secret Service maybe would have helped that if I had known that a little bit more of just like, oh, this mm-hmm. is what they're calling back to. I can see the changes. I can see why this is maybe em- like more emotional than what I thought it, it, it yeah. was. But I didn't have that frame of reference. So it was just like I get it that this is emotional i i am emotional over this whatever that may mean but i it 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 was not enough to 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 be like ah yes this is like the perfect like make me cry make me feel these characters james bond is dead yeah they haven't like set up quite enough to get like steve and peggy dancing at the end of it right yes Yeah. yeah yeah Um, that's the kind of stuff that I want from James Bond going forward. Yeah. Make, make me cry at the end of the next saga. I do love like all the character interactions. Like I, I, in our episode we did about the first four Craigs, I was saying that Skyfall is my favorite because I love to spend just so much time at MI6. Like I love to just see, I love is globe-trotting adventures out in the field, like meeting new foes, new allies, new new ladies. But I'd also just love to see like M and Q and Money Penny and Tanner at the home office. I like that a lot. And this is something I I did get a lot of that out of this movie. 
in whatever direction they go in in the future. I don't like I said, they could carry through those characters or they could recast them like the there's a precedent mm-hmm. for doing either of those things. Absolutely. We don't yeah. know, like, if we're going to have any continuity or if it's going to be another clean slate. There, the Bond is such an exciting world to play around in, and it's such an honor for an actor to be cast as Bond and so many things that you know that he is, but also so many new layers you could add on to that character, so many yeah. types of new person he could be. That like I like there's there's not enough to go around almost. I I loved this five movie arc that we got with Daniel Craig, and I know like I think at one point it was theorized to be like a four movie arc, but I, I appreciate that they're like we can do better than Spectre. Spectre's fine. We need a better final movie for this guy, and it took a long time, but it was worth it. I'd love to it see was. them absolutely this do great. future. Yeah, this was definitely worth it for me. I. <laughs> such a good time i want to see this again <laughs> maybe make another trip out the theater to see it but i'd love to see them going forward do like shorter bond runs so that we can have more different types of of bond and bond stories like maybe nobody gets more than three movies for a while and maybe in, in like 15 or 20 years we're back to somebody who can have like a longer like five six seven movie run yeah, something something like that would be nice. One thing I thought of that I, I haven't really heard anyone talking about all that much is cast multiple actors and have the movies like focus on different time periods in in his life. So like one when he's oh. a younger a- a- agent, one when he's more middle aged and one when he's older and maybe he's now instead so that you can in one movie have these three different versions of him and have this big like sprawling conspiracy that like specter has reached all of these things here there something like that might be neat that'd be a fun one to try like a three ages of man bond i think i haven't seen people throw out in the past that they should do like one throwback bond movie maybe out of continuity maybe like this isn't part of an entire new like you know sub franchise of bond but do like one that is set back in the you know 1960s times. yeah yeah That'd yeah do awesome. like one period piece again i'd like to see those show me like a timothy dalton 80s bond miami vice movie today to be honest just do like do do yeah do them set in different decades. The the like here's one in the 60s, here's one in the 70s, here's one in the 80s, here's one in the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, the 2020s. That stuff could be really cool. They they can do a lot and I am I'm excited to see what direction they want to they want to go in next, you know? I know one particularly exciting thing about the Bond franchise is that it's like a, a family production. One guy got the rights, he made a studio just to produce Bond movies, and now it's his children that carry this on. Like, they're very personally attached to Bond, and I don't think they, like, do other things. This isn't, like, one of pro- several projects yeah. in their portfolio. Yeah. So, oh, what a, whatever comes out always feels very personally crafted, and that's something I look forward to seeing, no matter what the, the continuity or the content is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that's everything yeah. I have to say on No Time to Die. So, g- great stuff. It was phenomenal. I enjoyed it. 
Go yes. see it. Go check it out. This is a great end to the Daniel Craig, James Bond era. One, fi- one final brief shout out, shout out to me for the costuming. This show, the, the, this series is always well regarded for Bond and his suits. I loved everyone's clothes. I, I love Paloma's dress. I love Nomi's yeah. like big, like burnt orange boxy blazer. I love I love Money Penny's snappy little office outfits. Everybody looks great. This series doesn't get enough uh, compliments on its female costuming Fashion. that aren't like yeah. a bunch of suits. Yeah. Let's talk about the costumes that aren't the suits. Let's talk about Nomi's sunglasses. Absolutely. Good stuff indeed. Well, I think that about wraps us up for this spoiler cast of James Bond, No Time to Die. Uh, This was a good one. This was a fun one. Go check it out if you have not already. Uh, We don't typically do uh, recommendations on these, do we? No, I I don't think so. I I do recommend watching On Her Majesty's Secret Service. There you go. Um, It's a helpful context. With that, Melissa, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Like I mentioned earlier, I was a guest on an episode of the Spectre podcast talking about Moonraker. That was really fun. Uh, And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Go. If you guys want to find me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, and subscribe, no matter what your double O number might be. That would help us out a ton. Uh, and to go go spread the word and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, that wraps us up for this episode of the Reactor Core. I think this has been episode number fifty-four. Uh, mm. coming up down the road here on the reactor core. Um, let's see. We we have uh Eternals. I know that we're gonna yeah. be covering whenever that that c- comes out at the start of November. Maybe Dune. Yeah. Uh, at the end of October. Uh, the Hawkeye. Uh, show at the yeah. end of November. I think uh, Ghostbusters is in there somewhere as well. So we have Spider-Man. some exciting stuff. Coming up, Spider-Man speaking, is out speaking in Speaking of, of a role that has been played by many actors with varying amounts of continuity, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, indeed. Uh, yeah, so be, be on the lookout for all of that stuff in the coming months. Um, but this wraps us up for episode 54. So thank you for watching. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.